on last week's Irrevelations. In the land of Uz, or Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. They're just having fun, and they're playing, and he's got so much money that he can kind of just do good things all the time, always. His name is the Accuser, literally translated, which sounds badass, and kind of like some sort of a Robocop. Satan exists, essentially, to cause problems for us, but he's doing it because God allows him to. You know, he doesn't do anything wrong. There's no one on earth like him. He He's blameless, upright. He's perfect. This is like if you go into a room full of your boys and you're like, do you know what, guys? I'm not ticklish. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. And I'd be like, Job, Job, Job. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I was like fixing up my fence in the rear corner where the bees are. And it's where the bees are. So for obvious reasons, I just never do any maintenance back there because it's where the bees are. Because the bees uh, will get you. Today, it was like a brisk spring Florida day. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put my whole suit on and wearing the full suit like landscape and fix it up there's an old busted up chain link fence there that i had to like rip out and then replace it doesn't matter but anyway point is i'm like yeah. cutting down tree like uh, limbs and stuff and removing vines and ripping up chain link which is all things the bees absolutely fucking hate and i don't know sure. why my neighbor chose that instant to like walk over to the fence to like try to chat me up and you're like wearing a full bee i'm wearing a full on bee suit. suit yeah and, uh, and like walked over, i was like hey i don't don't do it, because he's on his property, so I don't know how much I want to tell him, like, hey, man, sorry you can't enjoy your backyard, but uh, my bees are a force. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, they got him bad. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they fucked up. Are you going to go to jail? They fucked up his whole world. No, no, I, it's not too much to get into bee. If any, if any aspiring beekeepers in the Florida state are listening, uh, bees are considered, quote-unquote, wild animals, even though you can maintain them as agricultural property. Yeah, and like not children. A, there's not a goddamn thing anyone can do about it. <laughs> uh, they what if you st- gave your bees guns? <laughs> they Little could sting ones. his child to death, and I could not be held liable. So, <laughs> And you would get an award. <laughs> they, would, they would throw me a fucking parade. For saving the bees population. It honestly, yeah, meets, the, it honestly meets the threshold of the Medal of Freedom. Good. Well, <laughs> if Rush so Limbaugh, does dying of lung if, cancer, if, apparently. If, if Rush Limbaugh rested in uh, hell, uh, can yeah. win a medal of freedom. I can for killing a small child with bees. Yeah. Well, fair enough. That makes sense. I feel like you're doing the world a favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he did. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just, I, I, as his child is just convulsing his throat, closing up, I'm like, think about the avocado harvest, though. Yeah. Think about yeah, that. That's Almonds. You like almond milk, huh? Well, that's. <laughs> Think price you pay. That's the price you pay. I, I would love it if, like, we just take the entire rhetoric over gun control. Like, every time there's a school shooting, you know, and they're like, how many kids have to die? And he's like, we need it to protect our freedoms. That's why we have to have our gun, you know, hands off my guns. Yeah. If there's just yeah. a kid convulsing, like, you like, uh, you like, uh, you like uh, almond milk, huh? That's what they'll take. That's what the government will take away from us if you go after my bees. I so. mean, just honey alone is worth any amount of children's blood to oh. me. Oh, yeah. I love oh. honey. <sighs> I mean, do you have any idea how much honey a hive can produce a year? I could, I could just, I, I would stand naked in the front yard, just drizzling myself with it like a. Fucking, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, I like a. No, never mind. That's a weird rabbit trail to go down. We'll we'll handle that offline. Mm. Um. <laughs> okay, so real quick, last time we talked was on a Sunday because we have been doing this at the last second, and within hours of us basically wrapping that up and me. Getting to work on editing it, you know, I'm doing that whole process. Mm-hmm. As I go to export the video and upload it, power goes out. Mm. Boom. Done. And I'm like, well, shit. No episode. So on my laptop, though, was fortunately able to bust out the cell phone, do a uh, hotspot, 
And then that went down shortly after I uploaded it. I mean, we're talking minutes. Yeah. I barely got that episode that's, out. So that's, you're lucky. that's you outrunning the Boulder Indiana Jones style. Literally. Uh, and of course, from there on, my power was on and out, on and off for the next, what, like four days. Uh, no water a few hours after that. And Snowpocalypse style, How since you, I was right in the heart. And this is, this is I'm not like questioning it, because, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a widespread occurrence, so I'm not really questioning it. But how do you lose water? Is it just the pipes freeze across yeah, the Yeah, I didn't run my water. No, I lost water. Some of my neighbors didn't. I didn't run it. I should have. Oh, you got to um, leave a crack open. Yeah, I know. got to leave a crack so. open. Uh, I was I, I was mean, very drunk. <laughs> I watch a I watch a fuck ton of this old house, and not that anyone needs to uh, listen, but they make special faucets that have an expansion gauge. Yeah, that is specifically for like, hey, if the pressure builds to a certain point from freezing, it will release it, so that you never have to worry about that. Um, That's cool. A lot of well, I didn't burst. My, none of my pipes burst. I just right. but a lot of midwestern it. towns and like north, you know, like North Dakota, it's it's I think it's like mandated that at least all your faucets have to have that attachment. Your pressure so relief thing. That. Yeah, so you won't. That's cool. So it won't blow I, uh, up and freeze in your phone. Let's talk about the snowpocalypse, and we haven't talked about it. Yeah, let's talk about the hero of the snowpocalypse. Raphael Edward Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him lifting at least eight water bottles, so you know he cares. <laughs> he is okay. I hate this word mostly, but he's so fucking cucked. <laughs> like, okay, just imagine if it had happened in Kentucky right. and Mitch McConnell got going, got caught going to Cancun in the middle of the Kentucky snowpocalypse. Right. Do you think that he would go hand out water bottles after? No, no he no. would accidentally. He would leak a video of him like fucking a twelve-year-old Mexican prostitute and be like, "Oops, <laughs> well, oh, you know, oh. having fun." <laughs> Change the narrative. Uh, I like that. Uh, well, you, you sent me uh, one of the things we've been making fun of is that for some reason Newsmax is like, like being like, "Hey, did anyone notice how Biden's dog looks a little bit rough?" Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's an ugly dog, y'all. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this news? I mean, there's. Uh, but, you know, like the idea of like changing the narrative, um, trying to find uh, Biden's new tan suit again and scandal. Sure, sure. Suitgate. I mean, to be fair, the uh, the Biden dog Twitter account that they're run- the White House is running does make me want to do it awful is, things. It is, it is a cancer. Uh, I hate dogs now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even feel bad for... Uh, Ted Cruz's dog. I hope, yeah. I hope. I hope Biden's dog gets brain cancer. <laughs> it's a dog, everybody. I don't, <laughs> just see that stupid Twitter handle. I'm not saying his son deserved to die. I wasn't making that connection, but no. The dog, dogs get brain cancer all the dogs time. Dogs get brain cancer. Um, but let, 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 let's come back. Some of the. <laughs> Some of the things I've seen is, uh, so at the same time, Ted Cruz is fleeing to Mexico and then coming back and being like, I, yeah. I, I don't know, I just, you know, uh, AOC raised reportedly $4 million at this yeah. point for Texas, I whatever, believe. you know, um, yeah. and ga- um, obviously uh, the great awakening dot win, great awakening dot win, I can't remember, I think there's a D on the end, but um the, the no, news just, the Donald. It's just great awakening. Dot win and the Donald. Dot win. All those fucking alt right shithole uh, havens yeah. that the scum have uh, collected into. Um, the greatest all, minds on the planet are all I mean, like, but, oh, yeah. what another political stunt? What a political stunt! I'm like, oh, she is a politician, and, and this kind of brings me back to like the outrage when she was like um, at the border cages, like having her little hissy fit on the uh, yeah, like yeah. clean to the fence, like why God, you know where? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what your fucking point is. If you're like, look at this person pretending to care versus our party where they don't even waste the effort to pretend. Yeah, yeah. Hard to say which one's better. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. Well, because she was only pretending to care, that $4 million is actually fake. Yeah, it's not real. Like, who gives a shit? You know, I I would love it if, like, some little kids get a a warm meal for the first, you know, for the first time in a long while. Like, they they, they set up, like, a portable shower system, and they're like, you're just doing this for clout, as he just walks away in this full (laughs) belly. Like, this doesn't count. (laughs) You you Uh, fucking cunt. He just screams as he's he's shoveling chicken mashed potatoes into his mouth. Yeah. Jesus. I don't get get Ted Cruz, man. He's just the most pathetic guy. It's I mean... (sighs) He uh, he is the most pathetic guy. I, 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 I feel sorry for him, honestly. <laughs> I, I saw the video. Uh, the, the picture keeps coming back of him just looking dejected and just like an absolute piece of shit. On the phone call? In the phone call for Donald Trump. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, I love man, that photo. Got, uh, 
we got to do something about America. Donald Trump's the best answer we got. And uh, honestly, my wife is ugly. You know, I'm not going to fucking. Hey, the man hit the nail on the head. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I mean, she, I, people, you have eyes. You know, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God, that was so awful. Uh, but uh, and yet somehow he wins. Although I will say this, and this is this is unrelated, but um, I, I think Beto O'Rourke saying, and I still think gun control is a bigger deal than people give it give it credit for. But I think Beto O'Rourke yeah. should have won if he wasn't such a fucking idiot. And yeah, uh, no, I agree. So, and I am he concerned sucks. that because as much as we hate, you know, sort of the scam that is the GOP uh, Biden, I think within the last two weeks or something, put out a uh, white house.gov press release that they're not going to wait for the next school shooting to do something about AR 15. Yeah. And yeah. And stuff. So, and fortunately they're already backing down on all the promises they made about ending deportations and, Oh, we're not going to get our $1,400. It's like every fucking day there's a new, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, so, very cool. I, I don't, I don't, understand the fist fight over the stimulus check like well, yeah you have a good would, job it's got yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 i mean i yeah i'm i have money but um i i meant from the point of view of like democrats and republicans being like i don't know if if, if 2000 that might be just too much money how are we gonna justify yeah. it like if ever there was a time to bolster you barely won that fucking election yeah. And, you know, the whole, like, well, Democrats are the party of the handouts, and they just want to get poor people to vote for them because they'll get free stuff. Here's your chance, Democrats. Here's your chance. Fucking, yeah, you could do easy. it. Here you have a free ticket to win yourself some votes, but you're too fucking stupid to do it. Yep. Don't want to make anyone angry or whatever. <sighs> but Ted Cruz is also a cuck, so what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Cucks on all sides, baby. Cucks on all sides. Although, I mean, one oh, again, that'd be a good podcast. Again, again, again. <laughs> hard to choose between the, the the team pretending to care versus the team that just doesn't. <laughs> won't, like, nah, man, I'm headed to Miami. Peace, bitches. <laughs> that was a lot of them. A lot of uh, Austin, G- the GOP, Texas GOP guy from in Austin uh, did that. Uh, I got really Try confused because there was a. They said Texas mayor said that all these. Oh uh, yeah. Colorado City. Uh, yeah, Colorado City, Texas, which was the super confusing. The, the mayor of Colorado yeah. City, I'm like, hmm, there's a Texas, there's a city in Texas called Colorado City? Get your fucking Yeah, it's trying straight. to pretend you don't live in Texas. Right. Especially that part. That's like up in the shittiest part of Texas. <laughs> I, I wonder, do you think... Do you think the messaging will stick? Because I heard people, like, I, I heard, like, obviously the GOP is in a total spin lockdown, trying to figure out a way to excuse what happened to Texas. Like, yeah. the fact that you had the current governor now, Greg Abbott, back yeah. in 2011, when this same situation happened where the EPA was like, yeah, man, you got to winterize your shit. You're going to have a real problem. Mm-hmm. Sued the EPA to stop them from forcing them to winterize. It worked. Know? Was like no 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 we're Texas we have our own independent power grid and I will sue the EPA just to make sure that we don't have to winterize our gas things. Okay, you're only looking at this from one angle, and what you're okay. leaving out okay. that's important is the uh, profits realized by some of the gas companies. That okay. is true, and I'm sure some of that trickled down. I mean, a bunch of like that that kid that just recently froze to death, the 11 year old. He probably he probably what was he gonna do? He probably came out that. He probably came out, yeah, probably, <laughs> fentanyl, uh, he probably came out as a net zero. He probably got so much trickle-down money from those corporate bigwigs that, like, as he was dying, as he was dying, as he was freezing to death, as his little heart rate and uh, breath got more shallow, he's just like, yeah. oh, but <sighs> at least we created jobs. And then he's just like, he's yeah, just like, exactly. You know. And even if we didn't create jobs, at least we tried to, you know? I think that's what counts. Right. That Plus, you know, counts. if his family wants money, if his mom wants money, she could sue if she hadn't died too. You know, <laughs> it's her own. So there's damn always that fault. Uh, I mean, you, you, you hate to see. It. I, I do find it weird that Biden didn't try to like weaponize it or pre- quid pro quo or didn't show up and I think throw some a fucking bad time to do that. Didn't show up and throw some paper towels into the crowd and be like, "You're fine." You think that this isn't gonna? This is going to come up in the next in 2022. Absolutely. Uh, do, but I guess my point is, do you think it's, do you think the Republicans can turn around? Cause I heard people being like, this is Biden's Katrina. I'm like, not, I don't think what? anyone is fooled. And what? Yeah. Cause I mean, they're trying to be like, oh yeah, well this is the new green deal. It's all those. Wind- oh my, that, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, 
like Texas. Oh yeah, oh well God. you know Texas, the liberal stronghold for green energy. <laughs> uh, the failures on that, you know, you're like, what are you fucking stupid? You know, like, oh, this is Biden's Katrina. It's like, how is anyone dumb enough to be fooled by this messaging? Do you think it'll work? I mean, yes, okay, yes, that's true. Plenty of Republicans will, but you know, as far as net gains and losses, I would imagine that this will hurt Texas. Uh, you know. House members in 22. I mean, it definitely is hurting Texas houses. I mean, the fucking water water pipes. Uh, I I don't think we're also seeing the full extent of the infrastructure damage. I mean, you know, we're talking. Sure. But it is funny. God damn it. I still have to boil my water right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for certain, I love destruction and chaos. I I, I love this almost as much as I love the California wildfires. I think it's great. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this turns around, too. Okay. Uh, cool. and, and here's the thing. I think, I think, speaking of Texas, I okay. think we can all agree they were fucking asking for it. And if this is a punishment from God, it's because they deserved it. Which brings yeah. us to I mean, that's joke. definitely an argument you could make. But of course, <laughs> you can't just make that argument. You got to have a little back and forth with your boys. <laughs> oh, like Joe did. Welcome to the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Deluski. I'm Grant DeVoice. Getting the Bible. And you're listening to episode one. 24 yeah um we're in our second episode in the book of job uh we started off last week with a little quick narrative of what is happening in his life it's not great possibly the worst life of all time (laughs) can you think of someone worse Uh, he could have been hit by a tree (laughs) yeah but that guy's doing fine he turned it around um no, I mean, uh, yeah, possibly one of the worst narratives I've ever read um, in fiction or otherwise. Well, like, honestly, I, I think it's a uh, of all the stories. And it's kind of interesting that Job kind of remarks the beginning of this sort of poetic phase of the book, because basically everything before this has stories with stories with morals and some kind of narrative. But I. Uh, I would argue that none of them are really relatable. You can imagine the events, but like the story okay. of like a slave that gets a, uh, you know, me tooed by like a fake rape charge and then becomes yeah, the yeah. grand vizier of Egypt. Like, okay, I can, I can imagine what you're talking about, but that doesn't, doesn't really mean anything to me. You know, uh, uh, Moses sure. and shit, all this, the, you know, ground opening up and killing a bunch of Jews, you know, like a fine. Okay. I, I can imagine it. I can fantasize about it, but I, I don't really relate <laughs> to it. Well, but then we get to Job here and it's very much a, I guess a story anyone can relate to the idea of like someone being at the top of the world and then being brought low and then having nothing to show for it. And now his friends are kind of consoling him and they're sort of having this, you know, like, no, don't worry, man, God has a plan. And you're like, dude, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a very interesting and what the, and that's the intention of this book, right? Right. Which is probably why there's no mention of locations or like, it's all very much, in La La Land, right? It's right. a fucking act. It's a play. And so that point of that is so that the reader can kind of, I think, approach it more readily. That mm. it's not surrounded in all this weird geopolitical bullshit. It's just Job losing everything and then his friends trying to console him. And so the big part of the, the, the teeter-totter here is between, and we'll get into this more as the episode goes on, biblical wisdom and then kind of actual human experience mm-hmm. and where those two mesh and where they don't. And so basically that's, that's the whole point of this book. And we're going to beat that concept to death mm-hmm. over and over again, and then keep beating it like a horse so, that's dead. Yeah. So in the last episode, Job was a guy who had everything and God and Satan are having a fucking pissing match, you know, and, and yes. God's like, yeah, Job loves me. See how well loved I am. And Satan's like, well, yeah, you gave him everything. So, why wouldn't he? he? He can afford to be so nice. Um, it reminds me of a uh, Parasite, probably one of my favorite yeah. movies, and I, I'm not um, alone in that. It won, you know, correct, well, well acclaimed, critically acclaimed. But, um, but when like they're sitting, like the poor people are sitting around the table, like they're so nice, and they're like, well, they can afford to be nice. They're rich, you know. Like yes, it, it is. Yeah, of course they're nice. Nothing matters to them. They have nothing at stake. You know, there's no moral challenge to anything that they do because they can afford to just play it out any way they want, you know? Correct. And that is the idea is that, like, uh, you know, let's see if this is a facade. 
Let's chip away at it and see if Job is really who God claims he is, which, of course, God would know, as I would imagine the accuser or whatever Satan would know. Um, It it is kind of funny because, like, God's like, hey, have you seen Job? And there's a lot of, like, God having questions and trying to prove a point. And and we'll probably touch on that much more in the recap, but it does kind of bring in a question, I guess, the kind of character of God. I know that they don't, I, I know the Bible, my, my, my concordance trips over itself to be like, well, you know, obviously God knows everything. So he knew from the start that he was going to win that bet. And I'm like, well, why is God going yeah. to have such a fucking hard on to prove himself to, to Satan, you know? Yeah, very uh, bizarre. And that, that God lets this guy go about recklessly. When you consider the implications or the consequences for humans, humanity's sin, Mm-hmm. That God just lets this guy run amok is very sus. I think they I say. Had a, I had this fucking shitty boss a long time ago, but he would uh, oh, he would I get know. into pissy matches with his underlings a lot, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like the guy yeah. would just show up late. He's like, "Watch this! I'm going to dock his pay and see what he does." You know, blah blah. blah. And like, I'm going to let him know who the boss is. You know, blah blah. And I was like, you know, you can just fire his ass, or you can punish him. <laughs> There's a million other things you could do. Besides be petty. Besides, but being petty with someone who's well below you, like, who gives a shit? Like, well, I want I want Mike to know what the fuck is up. I'm like, I, Mike's a I crackhead. Mean, you, Why are you fighting with you, a crackhead? <laughs> you're getting a peek into the mind, I would imagine, of most politicians. Right. <laughs> like, why else seek power if not to be shitty yeah, to little people? So, so God just in a pissing match with Satan, whom God already knows the outcome of this bed and what's going to happen. And yeah. it's not like he doesn't know what's in Satan's mind as well. So when he's like, hey, Satan, what do you think about this guy? He's like, I don't know. He knew how Satan was going to reply, right? Like how, how or- this how this makes sense against someone who is omniscient. I don't know, but whatever. Very so, bizarre. So Job loses everything in the last chapter, in the last, and uh, his buddies come into town to like console him and they do consoling buddy bullshit and that's where we'll get into with uh, the start of this episode chapter three chapter three and it actually starts not with his friends but with job finally taking the time to speak right so he's been quiet he's been uh mourning right tearing his clothes ash on his ash on his head that whole bullshit thing so finally he breaks his silence he breaks his mourning with basically uh, like an emo song. Um, <laughs> well, l- l- to touch on it, I don't know if your Bible's concordance or Google has anything, but uh, it's an undetermined period of time after. So yeah. he's been mourning for some time just in long suffering, and then finally he snaps, and that's where this chapter starts. Yeah, he's ready to talk. It, 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 like you said, it doesn't give it a specific amount of time. It's not supposed to. This is an apocryphal story. If there ever was one in the Bible, right. this is clearly, I mean, the way that it's set up with all the corny, you know, oh, and then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It's cl- it's like a story that's supposed to be told at a bar right. is how it sounds to me. So, uh, yeah, some time passes. Now Job speaks. So God's just been letting Job suffer shamelessly and without comfort for some period of time, so long, he just leaves Job like that, you know. Like, I would assume yeah. the bet's already been proven, but God's like, nah, no, I, I, fuck, this, fuck this little guy, you know. I'm just going to leave him for a while, you know. You got to let him really test I'm gonna him. Lock, the, I'm going to lock my kid to the radiator, and I'm going to go to lunch for a while. Well, as painful as the immediate stab of ha- losing all of your kids and all of your worldly possessions is, the real good pain is in the months and years after That's as you true. try to process it, which is the whole point of what's about to happen now. That's like when you, you already abuse your kid regularly, but then you like Correct. leave him in a hot car locked in this child seat while you go fuck your supervisor yeah. in the cop car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just letting it uh letting it soak, yeah. if you will. <laughs> you think about what you've done in this Texas cop car. So God. Um so basically he starts out with this this cry of you know, cursing the day of his birth, uh, you know, basically saying, why, why was I born? Fuck that day. Fuck my birthday. Made my birthday just, like, disappear off the map. In fact, fuck the day that my parents fucked, okay? <laughs> his, his conception day, which we, we normally don't keep track of right. nowadays. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever met anyone that um, knows the day they were conceived? 
I've never heard anyone that knows the day per se, but I know a lot of people that know the story of how they were conceived, like oh, oh the Las Vegas bathroom or whatever. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I, I I have no clue, don't want to know. But I had a friend yeah. who was born in Panama City, I guess in Panama, uh-huh. and he was like, oh yeah, my parents were always listening to Van Halen's Panama, and I was conceived in the back of a discotheque to Oof. Van Halen's Panama. And every time I listen to that song, I just think about my parents fucking. It's like, all right, but Jesus, well, I'd I guess like, curse, Job's not killing. Curse that day. If Job's not killing himself, I guess that guy doesn't have to either. <laughs> um, Think about it, though. It's it, it is it's laid on a little thick. So yeah, Job is saying I am suffering so much that I wish I had never been born. And I mean, it's a little bit. If I ever if I was at a bar and some guy was like, "Yeah, man, I fucking lost my job. I lost my wife. Fucking lost my house. My dog got hit by a car." I wish someone would take all the calendars and just like cut out the square that had the day I was born. I'm like, well. Yeah, I get like what you, you mean, your but yearbook. it sounds weird the way you're saying it. You go in your yearbook and you like cross out all the eyes of your bullies, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Everyone yeah. does that. That's what you do. I, I, my, my, might as well be my my room's wallpaper. Um, so, so this chapter is not really important. I don't think it's basically him whining. But I do want to read the last seven verses. I think they're very uh, poetic. Sure. You good with that? Go. To, I don't give a shit. So Job says. Why is light given to those in misery, and life to the bitter of soul, to those who long for death that does not come, who search for it more than hidden treasure, who are filled with gladness and rejoice when they reach the grave? Why is life given to a man whom God has hedged in? For sighing has become my daily food. My groans pour out like water. What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. And I think that's a really actual great description of grief. Yeah, he sounds like some kind of incel like. super queer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're in grief. Yeah, for, yeah like, some I, it's exactly the kind of uh, thing you hear. But like, God, why was I born into this world looking like a misshapen potato? <laughs> My parents are ugly. They should have known what the fuck I was going to come out like. Why'd they let me be born? I didn't ask to be brought here. It's short-sighted, but it also is super relatable. You know, it's... Um, because obviously, uh, life is, and that's what this is going to become about, is Job is pointing out the very harsh realities of humanity, of mortality, that don't, exa- again, mesh that well with some of the high-minded, poetic wisdom of the Bible, right? That there's this, like, oh, well, you know, God takes care of good people, and God punishes bad people, and that's the way it is. Suddenly, that's not true for him. Right. It, it is kind of interesting because we, we very clearly had the historical fiction, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of the previous yeah. chapters, books, uh, where God's like, yeah, you know, if you're good and you love me and you worship me as you're supposed to, I will protect you from evil. I will protect you from your enemies. I will make your crops great. I will make your generations as numerous as the sands or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, all you got to do is follow these rules. It's easy. Yeah, boom, boom, it's boom. It's easy. And then now Job kind of contrasts that, being like, "All I ever did in my life was good, and my life is nothing but suffering." And I'm legitimately just fucking angry that I was alive at all. That why would you bring me into this world just to suffer mercilessly? Yeah, which makes sense coming from a post-exile Jewish population for them to put this to paper, right? Because. Uh, Hey, we were God's chosen people. What the fuck is going on? And, and speaking to larger themes, like I know we talked in the last episode about kind of the defi- definition of theodicy. I think I'm pronouncing it yeah. right. I've only ever seen it read. Um, yeah, you were talking about that. But, really you know, theodicy. like whenever – and you see this a lot uh, in like atheist circles, like hardcore ugh, annoying atheist circles, um, where they're like, well, if there is a God, why is he letting uh, children uh, be sunburned to death? You know, in in Africa while dying of AIDS and then, like, flies come in and eat their fucking eyeballs. And that's their whole life. God allowed – apparently God cares about every little fucking thing. But uh, the kid Forgot that – those guys. The, the, the kid that starved to death and then falls and then gets ripped apart by vultures. You know, what what's that about? How can you, how can you square that circle? How can you make sense of this? And, and Job is kind of being like, yeah, I agree. I don't get it. I don't know why I was – Well, we, we are going to get the answer at the end of Job, I think. But we'll have to hold off for that. Um, because there is kind of an answer. Now, uh, 
that's the end of chapter three. Is there anything else you want to say about that? It's just him moaning and pissing. And no, I mean, yeah. It, it, in essence, he's like, I wish I had never been born. What's the fucking point of me having lived if the entirety of my existence is to suffer as I am suffering? Yeah. So he did this emo ballad in his tent or whatever he has left. A smaller tent, maybe now. To his three buddies, okay? And when I say buddies, I think the idea is that they're like kind of wise men. They're like professors of philosophy, maybe, which Job would have also been considered maybe in that tier as a great man. I, I think so. I, I think these are other wealthy buds. So, I mean, if you were to modernize it, I, I, I think yeah. of like four trust fund babies who like went to Harvard together and then they went out and started their respective businesses and then one of them just like bankrupts. And he loses yeah. everything, and they're like flying on their private jets to like hang out with him, and they're just chilling in the burned wreckage of his old mansion. And they're kind of like, "Hey, buddy, don't worry, like, we're here for you." And he's just like, "Man, I fucking hate being alive. I wish I had never born." My my point is, is like, it's not just that they're wise men. Yeah, I think it's that they are buoyed by their privilege and wealth. So I agree. They can't yeah. really relate to what Job is saying. You know, in the way that none of us can, whenever we encounter someone who's close to us that's experiencing something this violently traumatic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That like, we can see that, hey, there is another, there is a tomorrow, you know, right. you're going to get there. But to communicate that to someone is nearly impossible. Yeah. It's like, uh, like I had a buddy who like uh, fell six stories in Chile and all these fucking <laughs> losers are like, oh, don't worry, God has a plan. I was like, boo. <laughs> you did do that. You got me through it. You were my God. Um, okay, so. Job says his bullshit, ha speaks his piece about how miserable everything is. Why was he born? Why does he have a birthday? It's time for dude number one to make a, re a reply to him. So chapter four is his friend Eliphaz the Temanite, which is obviously a made up place. Never heard of it before. So Eliphaz uh, has an interesting approach. He's like, he first, he wants to boost up. So we just heard all this really negative stuff. Um, he, and he wants to give Job a chance to, uh, I guess, I guess the first the first job he wants to do is is like you were saying, buoy him up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so so the first I guess six verses are kind of interesting. He's like, "What the fuck, bro? I mean, here you are talking about wishing you'd never been born, but you used to be the kind of person where people would come to you saying that shit." And you'd be like, no, man, cheer up, buck up, you know, just relax, man. It's going to get better. You know, God has a plan, you know. Yeah. And Job's having a real Dr. I am Pagliacci moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, which I think is interesting because, I mean, it kind of, to me, it's sort of the first, and I think this might be a modern interpretation. I don't think Eliphaz was meant to be interpreted this way originally by the original authors, but I think it's kind of interesting that Eliphaz is coming by with all his wealth. And Job was like him, you know, a little while ago. Yeah. And so poor people who are destitute and being broken and beaten by life would come into Job. And Job was like, no, no, buck up, man. There's always going to be another tomorrow. And now Job has lost everything. And his buddies are like, just buck up, bro. There's another tomorrow. Just, 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 yeah. just, just get some fresh air. Depression medication, that shit's for losers. You just need to, like, yeah. go swimming or something to get some fresh air. Join a volleyball team. That's a good point. It's a real reversal of roles for Job, for sure. Um, and so he's probably seeing for the first time maybe what an asshole he sounded like, <laughs> quite possibly. He's like, he's like, he's like, they're like, yeah, man, just, just, this sucks. just, just keep your chin up. Be like, keep my chin up. Is my fucking chin that's wrong? You fucking motherfucker. <laughs> this is weak shit you're bringing to me. <laughs> so he's trying to convince Joe basically that, hey, you're a good guy. This is fine. You're fine. You're great. He says something interesting. To him, he says, "Should not your piety be your confidence and your blamelessness uh, your hope?" So, like, dude, come on, you're a great guy. This is fine. This is fine. Which, of course, means absolutely fucking nothing. What is piety? Can you eat it? Yeah. Can you raise it and watch it become a happy, you know, parent itself? Can you fucking ride around on your piety it, to the fucking piety? It store? also seems like he's like he's like, oh, what your your uh, what was it like? 11 kids? How many sons he had? He had 10 children, right? Seven sons? Yeah, seven and three. Yeah. Seven and three. Your, yeah. your 10 kids are dead? Like, the fuck up, man. You're good, though. I mean... Yeah. You still got, you know, your church family? You can make some more. <laughs> <laughs> you still got us, bro. It, it makes me think of that um, uh, scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, Richard Lewis's bird dies, and he's like, you still got me? And it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a weird moment, and it's a it's a weird 
reply to make to Job's fucking like bottomless despair is like, you're a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Well, it it also bleeds into sort of the rest of what he's kind of seen is that Eliphaz kind of is like, hey, man, I mean, here's how I'm going to. And this is something I think you see also from Christians a bit, you know, like this argument that it's going to get into kind of like, well, you know, if bad things are happening to you, you know, it happens for a reason. Eliphaz lives in the kind of privilege bubble that Job used to live in, where he thinks like, well, I'm a good person and that's why good things happen to me. My wealth is sort of the definition of why I am good. Like that they that is the justification for it's it. It's proof. It's yeah, proof. just world theory, which is crumbling yeah, right now. <laughs> but like like prosperity gospel and shit. Exactly. You know, that's what I have written right here. Right, right. Yep. Like so like like when New Orleans gets flooded, you're like, well, they were a fucking cesspool anyway. And then Houston gets flooded, you're like, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um it's it's funny because you think Job could probably almost write down word for word what he knows Eliphaz is going to say to him. Right. And just know that it's bullshit. And like now he realizes how vapid it is. It's it's kind of a weird justice in its own way that maybe Job did fucking deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Job is like, "Listen, man, you know, it, it the, the reality is you must have sinned somewhere down the road. You must have done something to deserve this, you know, so buck up. It's not all bad, but probably you were asking for it. And then, well, yeah. and then he recounts a dream that kind of becomes the crux of his sort of philosophical argument, you know, that, yeah. um, hey, bro, like you're sitting here wondering why you were born and questioning God's design and all that shit, but you are a man. And even the angels who are much higher than us cannot question God. So who the fuck are you? You know, like just. Yeah. Yeah. He says he has this dream where a a spirit came to him basically and whispered in his ear. Can a moral be more righteous than God? It's a rhetorical question. Of course Mm not. Um, So can a man be more than his maker? I mean, it's it's, exactly, you know, late flatter. So it's to say, Hey, look, you know, okay. You're a great guy. We all know it, but Mm -hmm. this is happening to you. You're making it sound like you don't deserve this, but I mean, get real, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a very common mindset even today, which is fucking hilarious because the whole point of this book is to point out how stupid that is. But, like, go to church, dude. I mean, you're going to hear that shit. Like, oh, you know, so-and-so family. I mean, I am quoting someone very close to me right now. <laughs> So-and-so's family was having problems with uh, having a kid. But, you know, they started to go back to church. Boom. Uh, it's funny because that reminds me of uh, probably one of the angriest I've ever been. I, I don't know why I did this. I hate myself. That's the main reason. But uh, Naturally. I, You know, so school, high school, starts at 730 when we were in high school. Like, 7.30 uh-huh. in the morning, right? I have to be at my fun class. Like, such outrageous bullshit. Yeah. But that meant having um, to wake up at 5.00. To, like, get dressed, shower, you know, eat breakfast, walk up the fucking sweaty-ass Florida hill to, like, in 100-degree humidity to get to my bus so I can then ride a bus for 45 minutes. Some bullshit. So um, fun. You know, the students are the real heroes. Um, and, and it's no wonder why we snap. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, just to, like, you know, it's 6 in the morning and nothing would be on as I'm eating my cereal. So I would just put on the 700 Club just to piss myself off. Yeah, And I remember there was one ad that will stick with me forever. Uh, some rich mega multimillionaire church pastor, mega pastor, had an advertisement that was all prosperity gospel bullshit directed mm-hmm. at the lowest of the fucking low. It was like um, the one that stuck with me is that there was this like black couple and he was like, yeah, you know, I enlisted in the military and we have a giant house in Texas and they showed this massive house. And he's like, you know, and we just, we're just, our credit cards are completely maxed out. And the second we get my paycheck, we would just blow it all. And and he had like two Escalades. He's like, I can't afford my Escalade payments. I can't afford this, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, what are we going to do? And then we saw this ad for the 700 Club. And I thought, what if we gave him some money? So I started donating 10% of my bill, of my paycheck. And then I got a promotion. And now we could buy the third Escalade. I was like, what is the fucking... (laughs) message what are you saying like what are you trying to get people like it's the like instead of just like i don't know uh credit consolidation uh better spending habits financial independence maybe living within your means like no no man are you uh, the message was are you absolutely fucking broke have you 
put yourself to the end of your line? Are you completely out of money? Well, guess what? If you just give us some of the money you don't have, more of that, just just cut yourself even closer to the bone, something good's going to happen to you, bro. That's how it works. That's uh, something my dad used to say a lot when I was a kid. You can't outgive God. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I know people. They try right. to give all their money to God. God just gave them more. It's yeah. like, uh, it, it's a, it, it's, it's a casino where you never lose people. You just keep Yeesh. doubling down. You give him every ounce you have, and then God's gonna give you more. You know? Yeah. Easy. All you those, never hear about uh, poor Christians. Yeah, I like to imagine probably most of the people that uh, froze to death here uh, over the past week. Probably, yeah. That's that's why they, they that's where they came up short. If they had given more to God, oh, that's brilliant. Let's get it. <laughs> we, we should go to. We should just go to like some of those soup kitchens where people have lost everything, and they're like, "I haven't had a shower in three days." My, uh, I, I saw this photo that was absolutely fucking mind blowing, where the water pipes had burst in his ceiling. Yeah. Into his living room and then froze on his ceiling fan. And I I'm saw like, that. Yeah, like how cold does it have to be where your ceiling fan is encased in ice, like a and chandelier. I was like, you should have tried to outgive God, bro. <laughs> Next time. But it, 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 I think that's one of the reasons why Job is such a fascinating story is that the, these conversations, these arguments, everyone has them. Yeah. And Job is kind of having it with his buddies where he's like, yeah, man, my life is shit. I've lost everything. Where do I go from here? And Eliphaz, who name literally means God is fine gold, uh, is like telling him like, bro – you know, that's just how it fucking works, bro. If you were a good dude, then God would take care of you. Another thing I saw in the 700 Club that pissed me off was them guaranteeing. <laughs> I used to watch the shit out of that. I mean, that's why I am <laughs> clearly I am. Uh, but th- one of the things they had was the miracle bank error in your favor. Oh, a no. guaranteed. A guaranteed. Which is illegal to spend, but yeah, go off. Yeah, a guaranteed e miracle bank error in your favor. If you give us money, I guarantee you that you will just get a miracle bank error in your favor. Well, you'll come in and there'll be an extra two G's in your account. And you'll Jesus. be like, how'd that happen? And the bank's like, I guess it's yours now. You know, I mean, you know, it, it, the equivalent <sighs> of like when you scan a can and it doesn't come up at the grocery store and they're like, well, free can, I guess. You know how it works. Jesus. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, people believe that and it, it keeps, you know, it's, it's a form of class warfare. Let's be real. It's not even religious. It's, yeah. uh, it's using religion to do class warfare against poor people, and it rocks. It's, and it's a, very it's, American. It's, it's money vampirism, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's very cool. Um, okay, so that's why I always say, and I, I think not always, but I've said it before on the show, the things that like crazy right wing conspiracy theorists have, and they're like anti semitic. Mm. Uh, gun cabinet or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> yeah, arsenal. They yeah. should. It should all actually be directed at evangelicals like period that's who is actually doing these things in real life it, it is yeah well we could talk about that all day that, get, that it's yeah, ironic yeah. that people are like oh trump is the chosen one blah 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 blah, and it's like you know the, the demons and the child worshipers and the rapists are like that's the church you are coming <laughs> from your boys yeah it, it's your boys it's you you are the guys They're like no 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 trump's gonna stop the pedophiles i'm he like he's He's hanging out with him. He's definitely a pedophile. Yeah, the fuck is the matter with you guys? Like, no, he's God. So I, I, I don't know. This is a who was that? Um, who's that? One of the senators that voted against Trump for the impeachment. One of the Republicans that turned, and his whole I family. Forget, but yeah, his whole yeah. family turned against him and wrote Holly? a letter how he's siding Holly. with the demons. Yeah, it's not Holly, but uh, no, Holly's really pro-Trump. Huh? It's right, the, uh, right, right. It's like anyways. Kenning doesn't matter. Like that? I don't know, some stupid. Name. Fuck him. So the rest, the rest of chapter four is basically him wrapping that up. You know, God, God's great. You know, if you're not, if you're not uh, trying to get on board with that, you're fucking up. Uh, chapter five continues with more Eliphaz talking. Um, so he basically says he starts it interestingly. Call if you will, but who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? So he's saying resentment kills the fool and envy slays the simple. Um, basically, that you know. There is still only one God, and going out, getting mad at him, turning to other gods, it's going to get you killed. Kind of a weak argument. Uh. I guess. I mean, he, I don't know if we exactly covered it in specifics, but one of the final things LFS says in the last chapter was like, uh, you know, you're begging to get out of this situation, but no one would ever help you because obviously you got into the situation because you're a sinner. So why would an angel intercede on your behalf? Yeah, yeah. You know, when God's punishing you for a reason, bro. 
Yep. Um, and then this is kind of like uh, uh, chapter four is as Eliphaz being like, bro, in my personal judgment, I am telling you why you fucked up. And then chapter yeah. five is kind of Eliphaz being like, and bro, God agrees with me. And that's how and here's it works. What, and here's what you can do, basically, is what he is what chapter five is about, because he gets to verse eight and he says, if I were you, I would appeal to God. And he basically says, all right, it's not time to give up. Sure, you're not going to get the angels to intercede, but there is still a chance for you to go to God, admit whatever it is that you've been doing that you haven't told us, presumptively. Right. That's kind of the, the undertone here. Yeah. And he's like, you, it's not too late. You can still fix this with the fucking Holy One. It, it is kind of like, like you know, you've got someone who's suffering and they're, tr- and they're lamenting their existence. They're like, well, you know what you could do? You could go back to the church. I yep. know a lot of people in your situation who went back to the church and they're great now. Oh, yeah. They have three Escalades. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's the general gist. Is like, yeah, man, you know, you're you're on, you're you're all bitching and moaning, but what you haven't done is confessed and get yourself. You gotta get yourself right with God, bro. Yeah, and then he hilariously pivots. So he goes to this thing. All right, okay. Clearly, you fucked up. He, he's very. Um, it's very like Socratic or whatever. I don't know. It's very. It has the the echoes, I think, of Greek philosophy, probably not by coincidence, um, that he, he breaks it down. Okay, here's the chunks that are digestible. Uh, we know that you're a good guy. No question about it. However, we also know that God doesn't fuck with good people. Okay, so oops. That's a oops. This is no. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on this whole dramatic thing for a little bit about, you know, uh, this whole little experience he had with the spirit and asleep. Then he's like, but look, 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 look. Okay, sure. God only messes with people who are bad, but it's not too late for you. You can do this. And then he rounds out his argument before we go back to Job with, you know what? At the end of the day, dude, this is a good thing. <laughs> he really does. That's his, fu- he says, yeah, yeah, you know he's what, like, yeah. Blessed is the one who God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the almighty. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he's like, he's like, bro. I, honestly, and here's the best part: think of it as a learning opportunity. You know, <laughs> think about the piles of your children's corpses as like another milestone, just a speed bump. Yeah, In fact, I, think of this as a speed bump made out of your children's. What's corpses. weird is again talking about the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a, uh, and I think kind of again touching on the relatability of Job's story is like. Uh, I certainly know people that, like, they're like, oh, yeah, what happened to you? Oh, you lost everything? Don't worry. This is the kind of thing that brings you closer to God. You know, when God when God breaks you down and puts you on his knees, that's where you're supposed to be so you can pray. You know, and you're like, dude, fuck you. Right? My, my dog died of smoke inhalation from when my house burned down. You're like, yeah, but, I mean, that's what's going to bring you closer to God, bro. Uh, yeah. Doesn't it awful. kind of uh, make you want to pray? You're like, get get away from me. I'll bite you. Yeah, uh, it's super cringy. He goes like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not too late. God's totally going to bring you back. You're going to be even better, you know, as long as you do all this stuff. You um, shall laugh like, gonna, at destruction and famine. He says, "You're going." This is a really fucked up, morbid thing to say. He says, "You're going to go to the grave in full vigor. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to just fucking dance in there. You're like, you know what? It was worth it, bro. Totally worth it." I, I lost everything, but that's what taught me what I need to do. You know, uh, I, I know there's something, there's something when God, I'm going to look it up because they, they are everywhere, but there's something yeah. like when God br- puts you at the bottom of the barrel, you know, or, 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 um, or, or put you down to the bare stone. It's so he can lift you back up, you know, and you're like, Dude, exactly. Just don't do that. Just let me, nope. just, I was fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that. When shit. you only saw one set of footprints in the sand, that's because God was carrying you. Or when God closes a door, he opens a window of opportunity <laughs> or whatever. It's a fucking bullshit. Yeah. But, no, but what he's trying to, he's trying to do is he's trying to bring you back to God, which again, sets the inclination that if bad things happen to you, it's because you weren't close to God and it's his yeah. way of kind of like slapping your finger and kind of being like, Hey, 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 you're getting a little too happy. Need to bring you back. Here's what's, me. here's what's very important about that point that you're making. That is exactly correct. This was written, uh, after kind of this whole wisdom movement was happening in the Israeli P- Israelites. Uh, so, you had the book of Proverbs, which actually isn't until two books later. And it's just full of this kind of bullshit, quippy nonsense that Plot like, yeah, there's some truth to it. You can take it 
and learn from it and apply it to your life. And that's okay. When it's not okay is when you go around trying to slap it onto every problem you see like a fucking putz. So what this book is about, what we know is that God did do this because Job is so good. So we know this dude is full of shit. We know that Job is right. That he's done nothing wrong. He's blameless. He's fucking, he should just be wallowing in it. Cause what the fuck else is he going to do? You know, yeah. why why try and build it all back if 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 everything that I've based my life on, this idea that, you know, prosperity gospel shit is clearly not real. Maybe, I don't know, because this is coming from an atheistic point of view. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Bible is coming from the point of view that God is real and there is actually a value to coming to God. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a potential for – like, if I had a friend – who had like lost everything and he's like yeah man i lost my job i got you know i have nothing i don't know what to do and i was sitting there and then there was another friend who's like you got to start dedicating yourself to the church you got to read the bible 15 chapters and be like well i would get a job <laughs> i would get your resume up and running. i definitely wouldn't like wait until your unemployment checks cease i would definitely get the ball rolling i wouldn't just start praying i don't know sure <laughs> sure uh, that's how he wraps it up, though, with this cringy-ass fifth-grade debate team line. We have examined this, and it is true. So hear it and apply it to yourself. Jesus Christ, Man, dude. Why don't you just, just, just take the things I'm saying and, you know, internalize it and move forward? Eliphaz is the equivalent of, like, a poster of a kitten hanging from a branch saying, hang in there. <laughs> More or less. Yeah, he's right. a piece of shit. But it, um, empty bullshit platitudes, and I'm not quite sure if Eliphaz is supposed. This is kind of the thing that I don't know if it's a modern take on it. I'm not sure if Eliphaz is supposed to be correct. I'm not sure if we're supposed to not. be like, yeah, Eliphaz is the right guy, or if the correct interpretation is this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, we know he's wrong because everything he said is not true. Because we know what God was doing. But you are hitting on a point here that at certain points in time, Eliphaz was correct. But it's just evolved back and forth, uh, basically. is is based on, if you look at like the, uh, the, the rabbinical texts that were used to interpret and stuff like that. Yeah, at some points, the Jewish people thought Job was the bad guy of the story, which is funny as hell, honestly. I think it's kind of also like my Bible's concordance is like uh, saying that like uh, verses 19 through 27 – uh, unwittingly, Eliphaz sides with Satan in encouraging Job to worship God for the blessings which that relationship brings. Which kind of is like Eliphaz kind of being like, yeah, you know, obviously God gives you things so that you'll love him. He, You know, God is a Democrat. <laughs> nice. Nice tie back. I did it. <laughs> okay, so uh, chapter six, Job's time to fucking slap this bitch back into his seat <laughs> yeah and, and, and job is kind of very much our is, is obviously the relatable character in this thing because like job is just sitting there in the shattered wreckage of his children's bones as this guy's like man buck up you know you just gotta you just gotta fucking you just gotta keep your chin up you gotta turn this all around you know you know what the problem is the problem is your fucking frame of mind bro you got a fucking negative attitude <laughs> <laughs> I like to see Job as like a DMX standing up here with to fucking drop a hot rap verse on him because yeah. he slaps the fucking mic out of this dude's face. Uh, he says, "All right, first off, my anguish basically couldn't even the misery, the anguish I feel couldn't even be weighed on scales. If it could, it would outweigh the sand of the seas, uh, the arrows of the Almighty, God's own arrows are in me. Just like this really evocative imagery of him being." He's like, I don't think you understand how fucking much I hurt. Uh, that you're comp- you're coming with this quippy bullshit, fucking cat hanging meme, right? right? Hang in there, meme, and it's it means nothing. It's vapid. You like you cannot even begin to imagine how much pain I feel. I've got so stage four pancreatic cancer, and you're throwing a live strong bracelet at me. Eat shit. Yeah, fuck off, Steve Jobs, you idiot. Um, <laughs> so. He, he goes on for a while about how fucking awful it is that he can't even eat t- food. It doesn't taste like anything, like he's in that one Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, he then ad- he then pleads to God to kill him, which, naturally, uh, you know, I right. get it. Mm-hmm. A- and then he turns <laughs> the barrel. Same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> then he, and, and here's something I can empathize with. He turns the barrel from 
him, his own head and says, actually, my friends suck, which, yeah, I get that. Right. And uh, <laughs> he goes off on a long rant about how his brothers are letting him down, that this is, you know, hey, I need you guys in this time of my great morning, and this is what you're going to do, you fucking imbeciles. His hey. wife, too, right? It is kind of funny. I don't know if he mentions his wife, except maybe in passing, because he is talking like to his brothers. But his yeah. wife is part of the problem. Um, yeah, she's even worse, really. Yeah, that's I guess. established in the second chapter. Well, yeah, because she's a fucking cunt. But um, yeah, woman. But uh, yeah, I said that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I, yeah, the the point, like Eliphaz, this whole sort of chapter six is like, bro, you're supposed to be my fucking friend. All right, I lost everything. You're sitting here in what used to be the house of my children, which is now ash because all my kids died in it. Yeah, and you're just fucking giving me bullshit and blaming me and and like giving me advice on how I got to turn this around and shit. And I didn't ask you to come here. I didn't ask you for money. I didn't ask you for fucking solutions. I just asked you to be a fucking friend. Yeah, and all you're doing is being a fucking asshole. Yeah, being this fucking. Uh philosopher king to me uh he then he then goes off with uh he explains how he's like listen you're not hearing me at all if you want to tell me what i did wrong i'm all ears right if you can point to the thing that i did that fucked this all up i'll fix it but all you're doing is giving me fucking bullshit uh non-advice like uh uh, empty platitudes yeah 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 Yeah. and it's kind of interesting thing because he's like yeah dude i'm fucking my kids are dead you can't relate to me you yeah. can't understand anything that's going in my life, and all you're doing is giving me bullshit as if that's supposed to make me feel better. There, all fixed. Like, go fuck yourself. And again, kind of coming back to the original sort of the first couple verses of this episode, this is what Job used to do to others. Yeah. You know, this was kind of – so it's kind of him like, man, I suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see if, we get, if we're going to get to a point where he reflects that way. That would be interesting. Um, I, I, where he actually points his finger at That himself. would be an incredibly sort of modern irony that I would be surprised yeah. in a book this old. But it would be kind of interesting. He's like, man, I su-. there was a fucking poor guy who had his cho- who, who watched his children die of fever. And I was like, yo, bro, you just got to get back in the gym. <laughs> you know, like, Keep on the sunny side. Such pathetic bullshit. And, and the irony is uh, – this is what we still deal with today, you know, where when you are going through bullshit and people just kind of like, don't worry, bro, God's got a plan. He's he's looking out for you. This is all don't, – don't worry yourself about the minutia of your intense suffering and pain. This is – God God needs you to suffer because it's going to bring you closer to him. And you're like, I wish I was dead. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not closer to anything except putting a gun in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so he wraps it up with basically being like, look at me in the fucking face. And tell me again that you think I caused this. Like, again, show me where I lied. Show me where I hurt, where I did something wrong in God's eyes. Fuck you. And that's the end of chapter six. But he's not done. Chapter seven, he's still on a roll. He reminds us how much it sucks to be a human, basically. Which, there's a lot of hard-hitting truths in this. Um, That just simply being mortal is the same as being a hired laborer, right? We're going to work for a long, we're going to toil, we're going to feel pain. You know, the, the human condition does blow. Is, is what he's right. bringing up. Nothing like this has been broached in the Bible. I, don't I think was born to just to be an incel loser in Calgary, Canada, you know? <laughs> Not Trying for to long. do something about it. But he's right. Uh, it There is a lot of pain involved in being a human for almost everyone. Uh, unless you get aborted, which that rocks. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then you're free of it. Uh, and then he talks about not only, not only is, is pain or is life painful, it's also tragically short. Right, so days, you know, the 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 human lifespan and the grand scheme of things is is a fucking flash of light in the darkness. Uh, but you know, this is all stuff that that's been approached in, in literature throughout. Essentially, you know, Ask any fourteen year old edge lord emo loser; they'll they'll tell you the same. Yeah, go I on mean, the what's incel, a- go on the incel four chan thread. They're gonna be like, "Why am I born just to fucking live this shitty life and piss into Gatorade jugs to to suffer like this?" And of course, again, they're right, but they're only considering half of what life is, of course, in that situation. What? Um, is the other half? Which not half? being a fucking pudgy little incel piece of uh, shit. I mean, if you are, <laughs> you kill yourself. Turning 20? I don't know. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just whatever being generally you know. alive, you know? Having yeah. to fucking work like a fucking dog just so I can afford more Legos, you know? It's- uh, yeah, that 
whips. Um, okay, so he then goes on to say, all right, so shut the fuck up. Let me be in pain, right? Let me just fucking wallow in this for a little bit. Leave me alone. Uh, I despise my life, of course, still. that has He hasn't changed his tone on that yet. Um, it, it's really existential because he's like even sleep, and you see this from a lot of depressed people too. Sometimes you're like, God, all I, you know, I hate being alive. I don't want to fucking get up. All I want to do is stay in bed all day. And even when I'm in bed, all I think about is all the horrors that befall me. Even when I try to like, even sleep has no refuge for me because all I have are fucking nightmares. My life is fucking trash, bro. Yeah, he's like, even as I close my eyes, the first thing I see is the insane coincidence of four messengers lining up at my front door to tell me I lost everything one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a bad, Um, that's a bad day. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I just, I don't know know why, I just keep thinking of like uh, some of the... um survivor stories from 9-11 you know yeah and like people okay. like, yeah well you know just like not in a, not in a joke way but just in the sense of people were like thinking about like the the world trade center attacks and stuff like that and like people are yeah. like, just buck up bro he's like no you don't understand every time i sleep i just think about like the walls coming down and having to escape the rubble like man you gotta fucking get that negative attitude out of your god family. you're so whiny god shut <laughs> up <laughs> you know, like, i can't believe i can't believe you just did a sincere 9-11 take good job <laughs> Uh, one of the thousand Uh, but um, you know like he's just like I can't even go to fucking sleep my life is shit and all you're doing is bitching at me that I have the audacity to complain you suck yeah and then he turns back to God and says fuck you God Uh, basically he says what is mankind that you make so much of them that you give them so much attention that you examine them every morning and test them every moment just like why did you make us just to fucking tease us like this, to play with us? Like you're, we're a fucking dirty toy that no matter what we do, follow your little stupid rules, which they are fucking stupid. Right. But Job, but Job did it anyways. Let's not forget the whole shellfish debacle. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Give me a goddamn shrimp. Um, it's awful. He's like, I did all you. Why would, why would you, why would you set all this up just to fuck me in the ass? (laughs) That's a, that's pretty much where we're leaving at this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Job is having an existential crisis, and uh, his well-meaning but ultimately privileged and uh, sort of unrelatable friend can't understand it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the next uh, next episode we'll pick up with Bill Dad, the second guy in this rap battle on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, too Real relatable. tag team. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, there's a there's a third one in there, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I I think I just kind of I almost could point to this to like anytime great tragedy befalls and all the Christian garbage pieces of shit that come out of the fucking woodwork to be like, don't yeah. worry, bro, guys, I'm playing blah, blah, blah. Like, Thoughts I, and I prayers, like you could just blah, point blah. to this and be like, hey, man, I need you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, it's not it's not what you should be doing. Right. Stop, stop trying to tell me that there's some fucking plan, which I don't even know if that's the point. I mean, that's kind of where I'm taking it from it, but there kind of is a plan. I, I, my Bible mentions that Eliphaz's main great sin is that he's kind of not wrong that God is there to give gifts to the good and punishments to the wicked, but that suffering and... Uh, I guess misfortune is part of that. And that the main issue is that Eliphaz assumes that the time span is immediate, that God is like a guy training a puppy. It bites the leg, it gets a smack. It it sits down, it gets a treat. And whereas God is much, much more um, uh, patient and uh, I almost would say cunning, conniving, and wicked about it, where he's like, no, 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 it'd be much more important if you starve for a very, very long time. Before yeah. provide you the mail. he's more like the uh, the uh, uh, villain from Saw. You know? Sure, I could see that, but hunger is the best sauce. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I th- we're definitely going to get to. It's going to make a point at the end of all this. Sure. I don't. I, I think one of us is going to have to play devil's advocate just to have an argument about whether or not it's a good point. Because we're probably going to mostly agree, but I don't want to. You know. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to <laughs> we'll it. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's basically the end of the, the discussion phase, you know. So Eliphaz comes up, hey, bro, you probably were asking for it, and Job is like, fuck you, you're a fucking dick, 
And that's kind yeah. of the episode. And he, he fends he fends Eliphaz off pretty pretty uh handily. But yeah, again, there's two more guys to go. And this is gonna continue in the same format. So we'll try to I think we did a good a pretty good job of being brief. We didn't get caught up in all the exact wording, but more the thought being conveyed. I kinda by wonder, do you think Eliphaz is convinced? They don't really say what Eliphaz is uh obviously when we move on, Bill Dad, the next guy in line is like ganging up on him like no no fuck you yeah, you're yeah. wrong Joe. so i don't i feel like it's an argument where there's no winner you know kind of like what you would sure. see in real life where it's like bro you just need to get right with god dude god did this to me fuck off he's like you need to get right with god <laughs> it's uh it's awful um yeah. It's, yeah friends like these you know yeah uh who needs god well there's the there's the title of the app <laughs> <laughs> nice um uh, have you ever seen? I know I recommended it to you. I don't know if you ever did. Did you ever watch The Kid Detective? Uh, no, I don't think With so. Adam Brody. No. Oh, so good. It's so good. Uh, but one of the things that's not to spoil for everyone. Everyone should watch The Kid Detective. I thought it was a great movie. Not not, okay. not the best movie ever made, but I thought it was great. No, it's um, the best. You but, said that. Uh, but the, the the point is, is like I don't know if anyone here is a fan of like the Encyclopedia Brown Kid Detective Nancy Drew books, like I was growing yeah, up. I loved Hardy Boys. Yeah, fucking great. Uh, but it, it's from the point of view of a kid detective who, when he was twelve, was like solving crimes, and I know who robbed the fucking ice cream parlor, blah blah. blah and everyone yeah. thinks he's great, and everyone thinks he's brilliant. And then his secretary, who's another twelve-year-old girl, gets kidnapped. Okay. And potentially and is likely raped and murdered and dumped into a field. And they're like, are you going to solve the case? He's like, yeah, I, I can definitely do this. I solved the uh, bubblegum wrapper mystery. So, uh, yeah. This should be fine. Yeah, this is this is, this is is fine. I've got this. And then it just flash forwards like 15 years and he's a broken <laughs> dead man. You know? uh, and it's great. That sounds awesome. It's a great, it's a great fucking movie. But it just made me think of this, like where he was like, I think they're going great for me. And Because the whole movie is him just having like this sort of persistent existential crash. Where he's like, I remember thinking I was the smartest boy in the world, and uh, I struggled with that. And now, I <laughs> now I'm still stuck solving like cats up in trees and like <laughs> missing locker room combinations and shit like that. You know? Fascinating. Okay, Great I'm definitely movie. gonna I'm gonna check that out. But it just reminded me of that when I'm just like, because <sighs> the whole movie is just Adam Brody just being kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, Job movie. used to be solving all these little problems, and now he's landed in one of his own, yeah, and it's uh, it's not so little. Funny, but uh, all right. What's our uh, Twitter handle? Uh, have you made one yet? Oh, you fucking! Hey, we talked about we can't do this every week. Anyways, uh, Cole's going to make a Twitter handle. Oh, we'll God. tell you where to follow it next week. For now, you can send us an email at irrevelationspodcast at gmail dot com. Wait, not the at. Yeah, the at. Nailed it. For now, you can send us an email at a revelationspodcast at gmail.com. No, we're keeping your fuck up. Nope. <laughs>